Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Sorry, I wait for David to finish eating his quavers. <laughs> very loud. <laughs> apple core in a quavers bag. Uh, detail fans. I think best time to do that is when I'm about Keep to do the in. intro. Really? Keep yeah. this in. Oh, well, going. I didn't want to hold an apple core for the entire thing. No, that would be monstrous. Yeah. What, 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 ahead, would, what would everyone think of you? I'm listening. Eat I the can't... core. We're, we're in a war. We can't waste anything. Exactly. I can't wait to hear what you have to say. There might be a starving intro, child in Skegness who needs that. <laughs> Skegness. Um, I'm going to leave all this in. Yeah, because I think it's charming. Yeah, it's charming. Uh, it's good for the, 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 our listeners to get to know who we are as people. Yeah, behind the scenes. Yeah. It's just the sort now of thing. they know David eats quavers. I didn't know that until today. I no? mean... It- it's not a part of my identity. I've only seen him drink <laughs> coffee. Yeah, that, that, that is a part of my identity. Mm, mm. Anyway, you're on I, the. Well, as I say, I left that in. So, welcome to the show. We're on episode three now. Um, this is a podcast that aims to unlock the mysteries of the past with a key of fact, hosted by me, John Rain, pointing at Eleanor. I'm Eleanor Morton. And it was still as slow as before. I'm, and I'm David Reed. <laughs> what was slow? The the gap between uh, between you speaking yeah. and oh, I know. speaking. I know, but I filled it this time, so it's a bit yeah, better. Okay. Um, Sorry, everyone. Please join us as we present to you mysteries that have baffled the world and etc. etc. There's a lovely bird song coming out of one of I you. can hear birds. Whose bird song is that? Must be oh, David. that's just my room full of birds. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I uh, <laughs> my bird room, as I call it. Okay. Um, <laughs> It is it's nice, where he it makes does, all his Tex Avery cartoons. That's it. Um, <laughs> but it, it does wake you up in the morning when the goose wake up. The don't, geese, yeah. rather. Don't let Eleanor's dad hear these birds after a show. He might come in and murder them all. <laughs> uh, that's not how it works. That is, you told me your dad murders birds. No, I don't. Definitely, that's definitely not what I said. You did? He rescues them. I thought you said murders. 
rescues them from the futility of existence. Uh, <laughs> he murders. Look, he murders the ones that have overpopulated. Well, there we areas. go. So technically, yeah. that's right. rescues them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to rescue a garden. steak later. Yes, showers uh-huh. during podcasts. He murders birds. <laughs> Sounds a bit of an off one to me. It's all coming out now. Yeah, it makes sense now. Well, this week I'm going to do because we've done proper mysteries, haven't we? The last couple mm. of weeks we so we've done we've done boat mysteries, plane mysteries. We've done. Hey, just plain crazy mysteries. Right? Oh my God, you've turned into an actual DJ. <laughs> but this week, we're going to talk about a murder. A murder. A murder. A murder. In Liverpool? No, it's not in Liverpool, actually. It's in London. Oh. But it's committed by an American. Oh, oh mystery cool. solved. This week, we're going to talk about Dr. Crippen. But that's not a mystery. Yes. That's not a mystery, John, I hear you saying. Is it not? Hmm? Hmm? Is it not? <laughs> no, it's not. I mean, oh. yes, it is. Uh, yeah, uh, I don't know much about Crippin. I'm well, looking forward to this. Well, I can tell you. I know an unsettling amount. Excellent. Well, you can pick me up if I'm wrong. I will. Uh, well, I can tell you immediately that he was a homeopath. Right. So that immediately <laughs> tells you there's something wrong with him. Right. Uh, he was an ear and eye specialist, and he was from America. And uh, he met his wife, his second wife actually. His name was Cora, and she was a um, she was a star of the stage in america like us yeah like you two when the stage was a thing <laughs> yeah the stage was a thing. like before coronavirus right mm. but also before Hashtag. the spanish flu so yeah 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 so in 1897 they decided oh by, by the way she was also a bit of a slag okay Did I point oh, out? Dear. Uh, she openly had affairs right oh. like eleanor and i like eleanor Not with and each you. other but <laughs> Because it show, that is part of showbiz that goes along with it, doesn't it? It does, yeah. It's yeah, you've got, that's job. what you've got to do. Lots of yeah. bon- bonking. In order that's to be right. a yeah. good performer, you've got to just put it about a bit. Exactly. You've just got to let everyone know you're open. That's how Lee Mack got where he is, right? <laughs> Him specifically, yeah. Exactly. Um, <laughs> so in 1897, they decided to move to England. But because his US qualifications wouldn't allow him to practice as a doctor, he carried on as a homeopath. And that kind of says all you need to know about that. So was he a... He, sorry, he wasn't... <laughs> An ear and eye homeopath. Yeah. What does that? Oh, I think he just squirted liquid in people's ears and eyes. But he was—he was a doctor under American law. In those days, yes, you could wow. be a practicing homeopath. I mean, that's nuts. But we'll see what happens, won't I mean, we? Well, I mean, you know, it's not. I mean, would you? Do you want to get treated there now? You know what I'm saying? Right. Mm. Cost you a yeah. fortune just to have a bath. Uh, yeah. With someone exactly. else's memories. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's happening, but I like it. Okay, so uh, he continued working as a distributor of patent medicines, whereas Cora networked with the London stage scene. Banged them. Yeah, she banged oh. them. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Cora was basically having sex with loads of people. So he, be- Crippen, became a manager of something called the Druid, the Druids Institution for the Death, where he hired a lady by the name of Ethel Leneve as his typist. Mm. And we all know what happens with typists. Yeah, you know what happens with typists, don't you? They get dictated. Hey. Uh, he started having an affair with Ethel Leneve. Oh, right. And she was a lot younger than him, uh, but not that much. He wasn't oh, a pedo. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, if, if he was, then why was he hiring a child as a typist? Exactly. They can't even type. Yeah. 
yeah, after living at various addresses in London, they moved in 1905 to 39 Hilldrop Crescent in Camden Town, Camden Road in Holloway, sorry, which will become important later, everyone. So bookmark that one. Uh, they took yeah, it was where a lot of music and... Oh, I see. You mean oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they took in a lot of lodgers to augment Crippen's meagre income. Now, unfortunately, his wife being who she is, she started having an affair with one of them. Oh, come on, Cora. Uh, so Crippen basically thought, well, what's good for the goose... So he carried on having an affair with Ethel and Eve. And she officially became his mistress in 1908. So I'm guessing she How do you officially do that? Do you get a certificate? Get a certificate. Well, you have to... You have to become a king and then build her a house in the grounds. Right. Uh, That's how you do it. That's what he did, effectively. Oh, wow. So, anyway, a happy home. 1908, this is. Everything's going lovely. Now, two years later, after a party at their home, on the 31st of January in 1910... Cora, Cora. 1910. 1910. Is that Cora, what the time was? 1910. We didn't take the piss out of you for that this week. No. I mean, this series. I don't know why I reminded you. I know, idiot. Um, <sighs> so Cora disappeared and Crippen had claimed that she had returned to the United States and later said that she died and been cremated in California. So everyone was happy with that and his lover, Ethel Neneve moved in to Hilldrop Crescent with him and began, mm. and this is where it goes a bit weird, <clears throat> she began openly wearing Cora's clothes and jewellery. So does that mean she kind of stepped out of the house going, hi, everybody? She's the new <laughs> Mrs. De Winter. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, it's a good film. <clears throat> it's so, a great film, isn't it? What film's that? It's a, it's a good sketch. It's about um, someone called Rebecca. I oh, can't yes, remember yes, that's right. I was joking. Um... Um, so, so the, poli- right. the police were then one of Cora's sort of stagey friends. It was actually a strong woman. I don't know if that was her act or was she just a strong woman. Describe um, strong, independent woman. Mm. Yeah, she went to the police and said, "Look, something's not right here because uh, his mistress is wearing all her clothes. She hasn't died. Something's going on here. Um, so, you know, she hasn't. He, his story's bollocks." Um, so the police went and spoke to him. And uh, they searched the house. Nothing was found. Crippen was interviewed by the police and he said, look, I, I lied. She, she didn't die and moved to California. Basically, I'm too embarrassed to tell everybody, but she's left me, fled to America with a lover, a musical actor by the name of Bruce Miller. And after the interview, and they did a quick search of the house, they found nothing and they were satisfied with his story. Uh, but however, Crippen didn't know that they were happy with his story. So him and Leneve decided to pack up and fl- and they fled to Brussels. That never looks good. It doesn't, does it? They spent a night in a, a hotel. A normal thing to do. Exactly. It's like flee EastEnders. To Brussels. And it was harder to flee to Brussels back then, wasn't it? Because oh, they yeah. didn't have the Eurostar. Oh, exactly. Yeah. And, and, you know, fleas were everywhere. Well, it's, it's hard now again. It's, it's good. It's, it's hard again, is it? It's <laughs> like... Has that happened? I've lost track. Um, does my passport not work anymore then? No. Oh, what? God knows. So when they got to Brussels, the next day they Months went to... before we can try. They went to Antwerp and they boarded a boat. Now, this is important as well. This is significant. They got on an ocean liner called the SS okay. Montrose bound for Canada. The SS what? Montrose. Montrose. Now, this is important later because this case is a very famous case for one... Well, two reasons, but one particular reason. 
Um, so the police then found out he'd, he'd buggered off with his mistress. So they went back to the house and gave a massive search of it this time. So it was a bit like that bit in Life of Brian where they found, found a spoon. spoon. Yeah. yeah. But this time they found in the <laughs> cellar uh, the torso of a human body that was buried under the brick floor basement, in the basement. Uh-oh. Yeah. Um, William Wilcox, uh, the scientific advisor for the police, he found traces of the calming drug uh, scopolamine in the torso. Uh, the corpse That's how you was, say it. Uh, is that how you say it? Scopolamine. No, I don't know. It's uh, scopolamine. Scopolamine. I'm going to go with it. The corpse was identified by a piece of skin on its abdomen. Uh, the head, limbs, Ugh. and skeleton were never recovered. Hang on, the skeleton was never recovered. Yeah. Wait, what? So what's a torso without a skeleton? Hmm. It's an interesting question. Chicken and egg time. <laughs> I mean, it's just a <laughs> What came first, the skeleton or the torso, David? It's a load of mints with some organs inside, isn't it? Yeah. I'm, I'm having difficulty picturing this, John. So, this is where it gets slide. important. Yeah. This, is, this is where it gets fruity, because meanwhile, Ooh. Crippen and his mistress were crossing the Atlantic on the Montrose. Now, he decided it would be a really, 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 really good idea if she was dressed as a boy. Got to. <laughs> so, so it's a bit cranky he's, to this point. He's really panicked after that first interview, hasn't he? The problem is, is that the captain recognised them uh, uh, just before uh, setting sail. Um, so what he did is he sent a wireless telegram to the British authorities. Now, this is the first time Ooh. a wireless telegram had been used to communicate that they'd, a fugitive had been found from sea. Ooh. So it's very famous for that. Uh, I'm probably wrong about that, but never mind. Um, so, basically... So, when, right. so yeah. they've basically... The police have gone, we're looking for a man and a woman. Mm. And Crippen's gone, they'll be looking for a man and a woman. Yeah. You need to dress as a small boy yeah. who I'm <laughs> romantically not engaged go, with. Not, um, to go to, not to go to kiss. I'm guessing that... Uh, oh, God, yeah. I'm guessing, and she said fan Dabby Dozy a lot. I'm guessing um, <laughs> that this became <laughs> famous after because you can, if you Google Ethel and Eve's name... Yes. There are photos of her where she had posed in the dress. She, I mean, as the dressed as the boy. As the boy. Yeah. Oh, wow. And she looks nothing like a boy. She looks like a well, woman. I was going to say, does she look like a, a woman in trousers? Yes. Yeah. Basically. And um, she should have put on a, a big moustache. But apparently... Like, like if, boys have. If they'd have, travelled, <laughs> yeah. if they'd have travelled third class, they'd never have been found. Mm. But unfortunately, they didn't. So the policeman came aboard disguised as a pilot. Uh, and because Canada was still a dominion of the British Empire... They could, oh, sure. just, they could say you're under arrest mate if he'd gone to America they'd have had to extradite him that old getting across the border thing yeah yeah. that's a mistake so the, the policeman came aboard and said you're under arrest apparently Crippen said thank god it's over the suspense has been too great I couldn't stand it any longer not again something you'd want to say if you're innocent <laughs> really. no no but this is the Poirot era where yeah. you just go it's a fair cop yeah um, so yeah Crippen was later put on trial at the Old Bailey before the Lord Chief Justice on the 18th of October 1910. They lasted for four days. Now, the first prosecution witnesses were pathologists uh, who, who included the famous Bernard Pillsbury, who was involved with a lot of murders around that time. Uh, he, he testified that they could not identify the torso remains or even d- discern whether they were male or female. However, there was a piece of skin that had an abdo- abdominal scar which matched Cora's medical history. So that was how she was identified. Um, 400 men had seen it recently. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and it, was, it had 400 types of semen on it. Um, oh, I mean, just like the boat. I, I mean, sailors, for God's sake, what's wrong with you? 
face those Twitter notifications? Forgot to watch anything but Netflix? Dreading the video conference small talk at nine? You need a news vitamin, you know. You need the Smart 7. It's a brand new daily podcast that puts your brain into gear. Everything you need to know in less than seven minutes. You need the smarts. Hey, we got the smarts. The Smart 7, every weekday at 7 a.m. Available right now on Spotify and all the usual places. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improves definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Throughout the proceedings and the sentencing, Crippen showed no remorse and um, no concern for his lover's reputation. The jury found him guilty of murder in 27 minutes. So, so John, where's mm. the mystery? Well, this is it. Um, so, Leneve was charged with being an accessory and acquitted. Uh, although Crippen never gave any reason for the killing of his wife, several theories have, uh, have been... Uh, one was a notable barrister who said that Crippen was using hyoscine on his wife as a depressant or an aphrodisiac. Doesn't sound like she needed one. Doesn't, does it? No. But he gave her an overdose. Oh, he gave her too much. Exactly. He's Uh, a homeopath. Nothing he gave her will have done anything. uh, (laughs) Now, a man, uh, a British journalist, apparently interviewed Ethel Leneve years later, and she apparently told him that Cripp had murdered his wife because she had syphilis. Right. Which is possible. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. But he was hanged, and after the trial, Leneve travelled to... Now, this is interesting. Uh, after the you- trial, Leneve travelled to Toronto to work as a typist for three years before returning to London, taking the name of Ethel Harvey, which was Crippen's middle name. While working at a furniture store off of Trafalgar, she met and married a guy called Stanley Smith, and she had two children. They lived in Croydon, where Ethel died in 1967. 
She took her secrets with her to the grave, but many are convinced that far from the shy, retiring Violet who accidentally tangled with the murderer, she might, in fact, have been the instigator of the crime. <sighs> An eminent biologist by the name of Professor William Wright was set to testify in the Crippen case, but was never called because he had seen Ethel in a library at the Royal College of Surgeons poring over books on toxicology. Dun, dun, dun. Now, the mystery here is that in 2007, so many years later... Cora walked in. Cora rose from the grave. <laughs> yeah. the I've been on holiday. Yeah. She was the canoe man. Uh, <laughs> canoe man. Oh. <laughs> we, we're going to do him one day, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. Canoe man. Yeah. And then we'll do an episode about him. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so, a scientist by the name of Dr. David Foran claimed that using my- mitochondrial DNA, which mm. is where they use like the bare minimum of DNA, uh, the remains found beneath Crippen's cellar floor were, in fact, not of his wife, but of, <gasps> and I can test you, ladies and gentlemen, a male. Ooh. Oh, what? Mm. A man? A man. So, what? Hang on. Uh, what's going on? So, it's not her. So, what, if possibly... What, or, or it's one of her many gentlemen callers. Oh. So, where is Cora? Hmm. Good well, point. maybe maybe she ran off to America and then died. Oh, yeah, that could have happened. Like he originally said. Yeah. No, that's very odd, isn't it? Now, the same research also odd. argued that the scar on the abdomen, which was the original trial's prosecution, um, wasn't as, at all definitive at all. So it means nothing. Right. Uh, but however, the new scientific evidence uh, has been contested by journalist and author David Aranovich, who said, as to the body being male, well, the American team were using a special technique that is very new. Uh, and so it can't be trusted. So there is still an element of doubt. However, I have some theories. It is the thank, homeopathy, thank God. homeopathy of forensics. Exactly. This, uh, new it's getting very bit, bitchy in the forensic world, isn't it? It yeah. is, isn't it? No, I've got three theories. Okay. And then I'll hand over to you. Now, number one. All right. Crippen gave his wife so much homeopathy that she turned into a man <laughs> and exploded. <laughs> so he buried her, panicked, and ran away. I mean, somehow Ooh. her skeleton came out of her torso, which is quite an impressive feat. It's probably in someone else's bath now. Um, right. Now, the next one is Russian scientists framed Crippen to stop him finding out about Chernobyl. <laughs> yep. yep, yep. And the third one... Because the homeopaths would blow that wide open. Wide open. And the third one, aliens abducted his wife and left the bits of the last one they took. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, no, well, all of those make sense. Yeah. Um, I don't know. This is is, uh, perplexed me, this one. Mm. More, more, why uh, Mm. would anyone admit to murder if they hadn't done it? Well, exactly. I mean, that's the question, isn't it? Mm. And why Why would Cora run off, murder one of her lovers and then run off and then never, ever pop up to go, oh, I'm still alive, by the way? Mm. Um, um, I, I heard another theory as well. Yeah, go on. I, uh, so another theory was that the body was a woman, but it wasn't his wife. I think they maybe proved it, it wasn't his wife. Mm. It wasn't Cora, but they didn't prove... Anything else? I, I um, think I think I've solved it. Oh, <laughs> okay. um, and uh, this is like uh, one of those boring serious series. But they think maybe he was also an abortionist. Oh, and he that was a botched job that's, that he'd done. That's Ten Rillington Place. That's a different. I was say, yeah. That's a different one. 
Well, he only said he was an abortionist. Um, okay. um, David, what are your... David, kind of thing? Hello. Um, now, what was the name of the one who was in Cora? Uh, I mean, Ethel. I've thought Ethel. about this a lot, but obviously... What's her name? <laughs> Ethel and Eve. Okay, here's my theory. All right, she has gone to Crippin and gone, in a fit of passion, I've killed your wife. Mm-hmm. And she's emotionally manipulated him into taking the rap for her so that yeah. uh, because he loves her right right but she hasn't killed his wife she is in love with his wife oh my god <gasps> oh what and twist so they've killed a hobo and buried him under the under the patio or oh. wherever it was yeah. and uh. Crippin has fallen for it hook line and sinker oh my so she goes she goes on the boat with him to escape she's like oh but he needs to get caught I'll push this dressing as a boy idea that'll surely I'll get us caught um <laughs> And and lo and behold, it works. And then she can go have a life with her uh, her lesbian lover, who is also her lover's wife. Wow. Yeah, it's re- that's a real Bermuda Triangle. But it <laughs> all makes sense, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, except that obviously she was never seen with Cora. Or, or what was the what was the name of the Mister Smith? Ethelred. He was called Ethelred. Stan- Stanley Smith. <laughs> Stanley Smith sounds like a made-up name to me, yeah. and w- well within the range of such a talented actress. Oh, so she could have got Cora to dress as a man. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's thematically strong. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, she, uh, Cora wore a fake moustache as Stanley Smith for the rest of their days. Cora wore a fake moustache. That's right. Do you not know the famous it's a musical song, song from oh. yeah? Cora wore a fake moustache. Fake moustache. <laughs> to bang um, her husband's mistress. Um, here's a question. Yeah. If you guys, if you guys turned up as mutilated corpses, what would be the, you know, the the, the mark that your loved ones could identify you by? I mean, you're basically asking how are we hideously disfigured. Yeah. And <laughs> Do you have anything my, weird? Mine would be my simply enormous penis. Um, <laughs> Mine too. Mine would be David's enormous penis. (laughs) That's right. John's asked to be buried with it, and weirdly I've said yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, What would it be? No, I don't think I've got any birthmarks or anything, or even any interesting scars. That's just, you know, you you should get one, just in case. I should, shouldn't I? Or we could just write our names on our torsos. <laughs> in in Sharpie. Yeah. I've got um I've got a scar on my bottom lip in the shape of my top teeth. <laughs> but that's going to be no good for your torso though. No, that's true. No, yeah. that's the thing cuz cuz your face is there and people know that. I'll get my face tattooed onto my torso. <laughs> I have a weird second nipple. Right. Oh. I don't know if anyone In the has same place as on the other side of the, it's like on the other side. The it's first like, one. Yeah, yeah. Like symmetrical. It, hmm. yeah. Weird. Yeah. 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 There we go. Um, it's, so, it's yeah. what, what on theory the right do you think? Um, what? What theory are we going with? I like my theory <sighs> of <Okay>. secret lesbians. <laughs> yeah. Um. What were yours again, John? You had loads. Uh, I had Crippen gave his wife so much homeopathy that she turned into a man and exploded. 
So I, I like that one, yeah. Pretty strong. Russian scientists framed him to stop him finding out about Chernobyl. Also good. Uh, they abducted his wife also and left the and bits of their last one. Uh, yeah, and I like the, I like the I like the idea that homeopathy home, home, homeopathy you know the thing yeah homeopathy is to blame yeah I think it's neat because it's yeah it wraps oh. everything up it does um like a torso in a cellar yeah uh-huh. what do you guys have <laughs> against lesbianism <laughs> it's not necessarily that it's just that um. Yeah, I've got, uh, I've got a big what, problem with that, actually. What is... I, yeah. I mean, I think it's watertight as a theory. We're a very... I've seen that film. <laughs> watertight as a theory. This is a, the Richard Colon, Nixon film, as a theory. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, watertight uh, colon is a different film. It certainly is. Um, I, I just think I've, I've knocked it out of the park with mine and I'm sticking to my guns. All right, well, for the sake of, of brevity, I'll agree with... Uh, yes. Yeah, I'll go with David <laughs> bullied, as well. Just I bullied because. my way into it. Yeah. You've twelve yeah, angry. Well you've twelve angry men your way through this I one. Have. <laughs> I've I've stuck to my guns. I've shamed the racist. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. I've done I've done everything right. Hang on, who was the racist again? I can't. There's the one who he starts banging on about the Chinese. Oh, or something. I thought you meant in terms of the. Weren't they all racist? Oh. Isn't that the point? Oh yeah. No, no. No, we're thinking... we're we're homophobes. We're homophobes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think you're thinking of To Kill a Mockingbird, but in Twelve Angry Men, they all turn their back on the racist. They do, and he cries. Yeah, it's because his son he just he disapproved of his son. That's right. That's what it was. Was it? I can't remember. Son was, was black. Uh, yeah, his son <laughs> son was black. <laughs> yeah. I can't remember. I've only seen it once. Yeah. I can't remember. I've seen it once. I thought it was really good, though. It's great. It's a, yeah, it was good. It's got nothing to do with what we're talking. Yeah, but yeah, it's great. It's no, a great film. Nothing to do with what we're on yeah. about. It's um, a, no, justice. It's about justice. Wow. Yeah. And that's what we're talking about. That's the biggest believe, mystery in this world. I can't believe Cricket was done, was done for murder when he so clearly didn't commit murder, didn't but also it. went on to voice the Wombles. That's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, David. Yeah. And he was great in Doctor Who as well. He was great in Doctor Who. I actually did that didn't song he about have a rights. Hit? Yeah, he said rights yeah, for Fred. Yeah, he novelty records. Yeah, he said, did he? I'm so sexy for my, too sexy for my shirt. Is that him? Right, said Fred. Yeah. My torso is too sexy for my head. For my wife's shirt. It's a dead giveaway. <laughs> Mate, don't mention it. I murdered my wife. You they know what on. I mean. And I buried her body in the basement. <laughs> oh, mate. It's yeah. scams. It does. It's like it does OJ. Scam. They'll still take you down. You can't write yeah. a book about it. I mean, OJ literally can say he did it now and it's fine. Yeah. 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 Are we going to do that or is that... I mean, it's open. Do you remember shut, when Ruby it? Wax interviewed Crippen and he came to the door with a jar, a, a glass of homeopathy? <laughs> Have you yeah. seen she was disgusted, Juiced. wasn't she? Yeah. Juiced. Have you seen that the sketch, the prank show OJ tried to do? Oh, God. This is very off no. topic. No. But no. go he, look it up tonight. Does he go around celebrity houses leaving gloves? Yeah. <laughs> he goes, he dresses up as various in disguises and then he reveals that he's OJ and people are like, Oh, hi, OJ. Don't murder me. Uh, it's oh you. Oh, my God, that's <laughs> terrifying. It's awful. it's awful. You should definitely watch it, 100%. Is that, um, is that why he does every episode? Pretty, pretty, I mean, yeah, it's very one note. He's not much of a comedian. Um, I, 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 I dare you to watch Naked Gun 1 to 3, Alan. <laughs> no, well, he, he's a gifted comedian. He didn't write that, though, did he? You know? It's he? just goes to show when people go solo off and they don't hold up. 
Um, uh, my, yeah. For me, it's, it's that a dig at me? Uh, for, um, <laughs> for, Could be a dig me, at any of us, really. Yeah, true. True. For me, he's the definitive Nordberg. I don't think anyone's yeah. done it better. Yeah, I think you're right. Has anyone else done it at all? Yeah, yes, they have. Police, police squad. squad. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. But then the original Nordberg gets to take all that cocaine and sing, Glow Little Lower. That's true. That's a funny bit. Yeah. Um, anyway. So, I th- I, yeah, I think he did it. Yeah, we think we think he did actually do he, the murder. He didn't do the murder, but he he was gulled into accepting culpability by his mistress. He was cuckolded. Yeah. Was he? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Could be. Yeah. Or well, something. he was he was cuckolded repeatedly yes, throughout the story, wasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he had quite a sad life. I mean, if he, if he didn't actually murder anyone, yeah. that's a horrible life, isn't it? It's not great. No. All, he, all he wanted to do was have, have sex with people. What's wrong with that? What is wrong with that? He saw his wife having it all the time and thought, I'd He's, like a bit yeah. of it. We don't know he saw it. Well, he probably heard it. Probably. <laughs> she, had, she had good voice, apparently, so... Oh, it was, was a in the next time. room. He mm. was in the next room drinking pint after pint of Of homeopathy. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably thinking, if I drink enough of this, I might explode. I'm going to oh, kill myself. Oh, hang on, that's a good idea. Yeah. Kill myself with four pints of tap water. Homeopathy. You probably could actually. Right, I think that's So uh, I think I think there'll be nobody in any doubt that if you're writing no. a book about Dr. Crippen Stop. I mean you'll probably have to revise it because there's probably loads of them anyway. But yeah, yeah. stop, don't bother. Uh, we've we've solved that and um, nailed it. And um, if you want to catch us on the social media, believe me you can. Um <laughs> 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 I'm Mr. Ken Shabby David is Mr. David Reed, and Ellen is at Ellen Morton and the podcast is at All Rather Pod which you probably know already uh, thank you both for listening you're uh, welcome yeah, Phyllis and Philip <laughs> if you like to tweet about it why not some people yeah. do you know some people quite yeah, like it yeah I know they're very nice I was telling David earlier that we've had some quite nice people saying nice things about us yeah I don't know if they're nice they might be racist I don't know but they've been saying nice things no they're nice to us and that's all that matters isn't all that matters I don't care yeah. if you're a racist just just promote this <laughs> podcast we put it on um, I love like Hitler.com I don't I'd mind like to say I do care Right, uh, but these two don't. But I do. Yeah. Uh, no, I like sell. I, I want to see how it turns out, and then I'll make up my mind. Oh, come on, mate! Uh, <laughs> you, can't sit, you can't sit on the fence about this. Get one. off the race fence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I'm just playing devil's advocate. You know me. Uh, it's nice to have a dynamic that's like a triangle, isn't it? Oh, see, it's all ill. Oh, I'm, trying to, I'm yeah. trying to put a through arc through this series. Yeah, <laughs> triangles. Yeah, that, so it feels like when one of us is murdered in the final episode, uh-huh. it feels like the clues have been hiding in plain sight. Well, I think that oh, okay, yeah. if David's theory is the one we're going with, then really it was death by two triangles. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what? That can't be the last thing we say. <laughs> no, that's what you just said there is. Oh, oh no, no, it's me. Anyway, <laughs> Goodbye. we'll see you next week and we'll have more mysteries. Woo. Like, why are we still doing this? Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Baby
you're a fan of all things geeky, you're going to love Concessions, a brand new podcast by comedian Matt Hunton and myself, Beck Hill, where we interview your favourite cult heroes at Comic-Cons all across the world. We've got stars from Star Wars, Harry Potter, The Walking Dead and more. Make sure you tune in soon to Concessions. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code Buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.